All right, so we're recording. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, Kasha. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, thanks for being here. So this is episode number 15 of the podcast, hey. and I've got IFBB Pro Kasha Roush. 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 Yeah, they they pronounced it wrong at the show. They do oh, it no. every show. I think they pronounced my name wrong. Dang. So that's why I usually go by my middle name is Kasha Madison. Yes. But it's just Kasha easier. Madison Fit on Instagram. Yes, underscore. <laughs> yeah, underscore at the end. <laughs> if you search Kasha, you'll probably find her. I'm like the only Kasha. No, but um, so number one, congratulations for winning your Thank pro you. card at USA's the summer. Thank you. That must have felt awesome. That was crazy. Yeah. That was so crazy. Like I, it was the whole thing, like when I started like in January um, until the show was probably like the most dramatic few months of my life and really? like the whole BS oh my gosh like literally crazy crazy and the the prep was really really hard and like I can like absolutely say that like my I just put everything on the table for that season wow yeah just That's like awesome. everything so it like I don't know I was just thinking before I came here I'm like oh what am I gonna talk about on the podcast like oh obviously like how I became a pro I feel like that's like the topic that it would be and I'm like whoa when I think back like at those few months of my life I'm like it was kind of just yeah like a whirlwind like it just happened so quick and like so much happened like in that duration of time and like I just look back and I like did a post today on Instagram like how this year has been like the best and like worst of my life mm -hmm. and it's just crazy like, yeah how it's all like come together yeah I so, saw yeah I saw that post yeah. and I think I think you've maybe referenced a little bit of what's gone on uh -huh. in your life and we'll definitely, we'll yeah. definitely get into yeah. it. But, um, the biggest things I love talking to people about are kind of what I call your fitness journey or your yeah. fitness transformation yeah. or what, you know, what makes someone, uh, in a nice way, crazy enough to mm -hmm. want to compete yeah. and, and what habits do you have or what things have you done that have made you successful? And, and so that's what we'll talk yeah. about. But, um, yeah, I mean, so no, so number one, what was your, I guess, what was your upbringing, your background like? Were you always into fitness? Did you play sports growing up? Um, I actually, I played soccer my whole life. So I played soccer in college. I was on varsity all through high school. I was in club. Um, but other than that, like, no gym, nothing. Like, I actually, I was so, like, naturally athletic and, like, good at soccer that, like, I didn't think I needed to do anything else besides that. So whenever my club coaches would have us do, like, weight room stuff, I would, like, hide and, like, not lift or anything. Mm -hmm. Or we'd be, like, running. I would, yeah. like, again, hide and make the other girls run. Like, <laughs> awesome. I was just that girl. Like, I knew I was going to start. I knew I didn't really have to try. And, like, I was literally a slacker but I just had this like natural athletic ability um and I ended up tearing my MCL uh my senior year of high school so that's like when you're getting scouted and things mm -hmm. like that and I had like offers to go play at San Diego State, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, USC uh -huh. and I think I had like had so much pressure on me like you're gonna go to college and play soccer and like that's what you're gonna do and you're gonna be the best and da 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 and, um, I think I got like really depressed when I tore my MCL cause I was out for almost a year and I got really out of shape. I probably gained like 
30 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And like, like I said, I wasn't lifting or anything. I was just playing soccer. So like when you're just kind of in like cardio shape, like you, now I just, you don't, don't have the muscle. Shape. Exactly. Yeah. Like I had like no muscle tone. Like, yeah. So now I just looked like completely out of shape. Um, and I got, I ended up playing soccer at OCC, but I got like really down on myself because I just didn't think like I would ever be able to get to that level again mm-hmm. or like I'm just back in shape and whatever. So like I just quit like everything and then there was like a period of time where I wasn't really doing anything to be active um and it wasn't until I started working at 24 fitness and I was just at the front desk and kind of just like around Mm -hmm. people that worked out and so I decided to work out with just like a trainer there you know once or twice a week and that wasn't even that much Mm -hmm. it was just like a little bit just to like make me start like feeling good again because it just wasn't feeling good yeah obviously it was like a little depressed a little upset with how I was looking and never really looked that way and always kind of been lean just because you know you're riding all the time in soccer um and that's actually how I met my fiance he's my first mm-hmm. personal trainer <laughs> so yeah and then I just started it's like a romantic comedy or something yes no how we met too it. is like funny but he I just started like losing weight and kind of seeing results and again not really anything impressive Mm -hmm. but just as like a weight loss goal I was like hey like I want to do a bikini competition Mm -hmm. and um he was like all right yeah let's do it and like anyone else I was like wait what like you said I could because Uh it just how I looked like it was just never anything that I would compare to like anything I've seen on stage like any type of good physique whatsoever Mm -hmm. um so we just started training for it. I got first in novice. I only did novice for my first show, but that's mm-hmm. still like exciting. And then it yeah. kind of just, I don't know, I found something um, that like challenged me. And for so long, I have soccer really, and I didn't really even like doing that that much. I just felt pressure to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I found something that I really loved. And at my on my own terms, on my own time, I could work on myself and like build myself. Um, and there was no pressure of teams or coaches or what school I was going to go to or any type of standard like that. I could just focus on me and what I was doing. And I think that's why I fell in love with just lifting because it was just about me and like not making everyone else happy. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're on a team, you're yeah. always trying to, like, figure out what's working best and yeah. you don't have to worry about everyone else. And this was so good for me because I would, had so much going on around me. I could just focus on me. Mm-hmm. And that was really nice. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got started in the whole competing world. Yeah. <laughs> so so when was that When was that first show? And, and how did you even find out about competitions? And I guess what, what made you decide... I want to do this. I was on Instagram and I didn't really have like Instagram at the time. And the first, who was the first competitor that I saw? Um, do you know who Corey Baker is? She's an IBU pro yeah. an Olympian. Uh-huh. And then I don't think she is anymore, but she was like the first um, competitor that I saw. Mm-hmm. And she, like I saw her transformation and how, really if you just set your mind to it like mm-hmm. you can do it and I saw her and um Johnny at his gym that we were training at it's called Rise Above Fitness mm-hmm. in Huntington Beach 
and there was a nutritionist there and I know that he had like prepped just one girl for a show uh -huh. and we were literally rookies going into this for a yeah. show like uh, Johnny had never trained anyone for a bikini competition so mm -hmm. we just were winging it um, I had no idea about posing. I taught myself everything. Uh -huh. And then nutrition, this guy had only prepped one girl and I wouldn't necessarily say he had the best approach to nutrition, but uh -huh. I didn't know any better and I did it. And, uh -huh. um, yeah, we went right into the first show. I was seriously such a rookie. Like I had just a friend do my makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, the suit, I didn't know it had to be like a full out blitz suit. So I bought a suit for like a hundred dollars, <laughs> like some cheapo suit. Didn't, I just didn't really care. And I went up there and just had no expectations, but I was so excited because I had hit my weight loss goal yeah. and I was just so pumped. I'm like, Whoa, like I have yeah. never looked this good. And like looking back, I like see the pictures. I'm like, Oh God, like that's cute. But <laughs> Yeah, but, but it's cute because that's the photo that Johnny has on our refrigerator because he mm -hmm. always tells me like you should never forget like where you started. Yeah, and, but, and I absolutely. think that's so cool. And like I used to be so embarrassed by it because like I don't know, looking at your first show, you're like, oh, you're just picking yourself apart because you know, you know what you are now. And I think we're all just so critical on ourselves. But he's absolutely. like, no, like never forget where you started. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was um what was it ultimate warriors okay and the year was 2015 okay and i got first in novice and i was like pumped yeah and that just ignited yeah whatever it was well, it's like you, you won you yeah won. yeah that's no, awesome that was great and that for me again even though i didn't qualify for nationals or anything it was just novice it still it it was um, kind of an award for, like, what I did. Oops. You're good. Um, <laughs> it happens. Like, I lost all that weight, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh. Like, it was like a self-gratification or something like that. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can be even better. Because I saw, like, all the other girls that were competing in open. I'm like, whoa. Like, I want to look like that. Yeah. So then I really started um, – taking it more seriously, getting into the bodybuilding style of lifting mm -hmm. and getting into more like compound traditional lifts and lifting heavy because I was always scared to lift heavy. Yeah. I was one of those girls that said like, no, that's going to get me all bulky. Uh -huh. So I was not about that. I was just about like boot camp style, circuit training, sure. pretty lightweight yeah. stuff. No, I think a lot of us yeah. have had that thought in our minds yeah. at some point in our life. Mm -hmm. of, oh gosh, I can't. I don't want to go lift. I don't want to go do that because it's going to make me manly or it's going to make yes. me bulky. <laughs> and I just yes. want to get toned. Yes. <laughs> we've no. all, we've all probably said that at some point in our lives. Yes. I seriously, like, I remember telling Johnny, um, I told him, <laughs> I was just like, I need to lose weight. Like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm just like not comfortable. I need to lean out, whatever. And the first thing he told me, he was like, first of all, like, you need to go on a run and eat some chicken. <laughs> that was the first thing he told mm -hmm. me. And I had no concept of nutrition. Uh -huh. I was living off of Trader Joe's frozen pizza. Like uh -huh. I would eat a whole one of those to myself. Oreos, a whole box of cereal in the morning. Like seriously, no concept. When I look back at the things I was eating, I'm like, what was I even doing? Yeah. Just yeah. no concept. No protein, no uh -huh. meat really. 
I didn't even know you needed that to build muscle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we all have, yeah. no, it's a good reminder. We all have yeah. starting points. We've all, we've yeah. all been there. So for you not having the knowledge of the nutrition and Nothing. stuff, what was that? What did that first prep look like for you? Like what types of so, lifts were you doing? What was the weight yeah, loss goal? Yeah. So I was about, I was almost 150 pounds and 20, I want to say 26% body fat. I had like no muscle at all. Um, so we wanted to, we didn't really have a, um, like a number to hit on the scale it was, we just went by a body fat percentage. Okay. Um, but I did end up getting down my first show. I think I was 114 pounds. So that's huge. Yeah. But the most or most of that weight came off, um, just by having a trainer in general, like just even starting mm -hmm. to be active and lifting weight started coming off naturally because I wasn't really doing anything. But then once I got into a prep, he had me do keto Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really like keto when I was doing it. It took a long time to get into it. And then mm -hmm. once your body does get into it, the weight just starts like flying off. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was pretty low calorie. It was kind of a bro diet, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, how long did you, I guess, actually prep for? Was it not that long either? Like 12 weeks? No, or? no, probably seven. Okay. It was, kind yeah. of a, it was kind of a crash diet toward yeah. the end, and I very last minute got with a posing coach who had done a figure show before, mm -hmm. and I remember her telling me, you're not lean enough, you're not going to place, you're not going to do well, and I was like, heck no, no. Like, I'm doing this, I signed up, I'm so competitive that uh -huh. I was just willing to do whatever it took. Uh -huh. to just to get first and so I would wake up every morning and do two hours of walking before I started my day oh my god yeah I was living in downtown Huntington uh -huh. and I would walk um like down Main Street down PCH up Golden West I would literally be taking laps around like mm -hmm. part of Huntington Beach every morning I would uh -huh. do two hours of fasted cardio and the weight started flying off and I started getting really shredded but I was really, really lean and really, really scrawny. Mm -hmm. So, because I had no muscle and I didn't understand that. I think my first two shows, I thought that bikini was like a skinny competition. Like, who could be the skinniest? Gotcha. That's, what, that's <laughs> literally what I thought. So, like, I would just make sure I was. That's a race to the bottom weight. if there was a skinny competition. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be horrifying if that was actually a thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that was how I died down my first show. I don't recommend that to anyone. Um, but I, I got first. And then I think once I got first, I decided to take things more seriously. I decided to work with a coach that had more girls uh, that were competing, had more knowledge about nutrition. Um, I think he gave me something very generic. And I wanted something that was more toward helping me like build up muscle um, and just feeling better. I didn't really want to do a keto approach anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's how I did my first show, but it definitely changed, you know, the next nine shows I did after that. Yeah. Or nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess what are, I mean, were you, were you struggling at all during prep or were you just feeling excited and good? And like, what was your mental state like during that, that first my, prep? First show? Yeah. Cause in, in my mind, and people may disagree with yeah. me, but I feel like 
doing a prep for the first time, it's sort of a transformative experience. Oh yeah. Cause it's... you're trying to, you're trying to achieve something you've never done before. Right. So it's kind of a, it's a gutsy thing to, it was to go super for. Gutsy. I remember, um, during the time when I tore my MCL and I was super depressed and not doing anything, I told myself the next thing that I do, I want to do something that like completely scares me. So I felt like I had stage fright, number one. Um, being in a bikini in general like made me nervous. I was just so body conscious, had total body dysmorphia, struggled a little bit with eating disorder in high school. So for me, like the whole concept of me getting on stage in a bikini in front of a panel of judges terrified me. And I just decided, honestly, I think it was Johnny that told me, like, you can do it for the first time. And I think if I said that to anyone else who knew me back then, maybe would have just been like, oh, maybe it's not for you. But to have that and someone like encouraging me the whole time, that really helped me. He was so good. I actually just saw a post that, or I was creeping through his Instagram uh -huh. and I saw a post from a long time ago and it was like my first transformation from my first show. Mm -hmm. And it just touched me because he was so proud of me. He was so proud of me like yeah. in that post. He's like, I'm so proud of my girl. She's doing amazing. She's killing it. Mm -hmm. You know, she's working so hard. I'm so proud of her. And I think that helped because I had never dieted for that long. I had never eaten healthy like that. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. It's totally a transformation. That first prep changed everything for me. I didn't feel like I was a very organized person. I didn't feel like I had a lot of good time management skills, which is like mm -hmm. a huge part. It's a huge part. Of your prep. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't manage your time, you're not no. gonna you're not gonna no. be able to fit everything in. And I just became so much more determined. And ever since then, people have to like tell me to chill, like cool down because now I'm <laughs> yeah. like so determined, but I love yeah. it. And well, that's it's just, paid off. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious. So yeah. were you guys dating when you were doing your first prep or was that like after? When did that start? Yeah, we, um, so he was training me at the gym and he, we were, I, we both hated working at 24 hour fitness, but he was working at a different gym also, and he was really only there to, like, pull clients to the uh -huh. other gym. We end, both ended up leaving because uh -huh. I started wor uh, working out at his gym, which were boot camp classes, cardio kickboxing. Mm -hmm. Cardio kickboxing, I think, is really what helped me start uh, leaning out because it's such great cardio. Um, and we just really, I mean, we were talking and friends when we were mm -hmm. both dating different people. So we were, like, best friends first. Uh -huh. We were really good friends. And yeah. And we kind of just started hanging out more and obviously uh -huh. spending more time together because he was self-training me. Yeah. And we just and then at started. Some point, at some point, you're both single and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And go. I think, like, so many people, they're like, oh, we called it. We knew that was going to happen. But it got to a point where we just, we knew we were together, but there was just really no, like, word no for formality it. Or yeah, something. there was no formality. Yeah. Like, you know, it is what it is at this point. Like, we're yeah. together. That's so, awesome. yeah. Yeah. So then after that for show you win your you win your class you yeah. win novice yeah what was going through your mind what did you, you know it was obviously very motivating but how did you decide okay here's what I'm gonna do next or here's what's yeah what so, I want to do now after that honestly the worst I've ever done after a show was after my first show because I didn't know about reverse dieting 
I didn't do a really good diet. So when I came out of it, I just ate whatever I wanted and kind of put something back on. And I still wasn't consistently working out because at that time for me, fitness still wasn't my lifestyle. It was just my, like a short-term block, like Mm -hmm. for that prep, like I was in my fit life for those six weeks. And then after that, it was again, just like probably going to the gym four or five times a week, Mm -hmm. which is still good, but I was still just taking the boot camp classes. I don't think I was confident enough or knew really what I was doing enough to work out on my own and see results that way. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just went off a little bit and then I started getting out of kind of out of shape again. And I remembered how I felt when I was on stage and when I won and how good I felt. Just, you know, you're eating differently. Even though I wouldn't say it was the best diet, it was a little bit too low calorie. When I started having a better concept of nutrition, I would just read up on it myself and Mm -hmm. I would look at what other people were doing. And I don't ever recommend that now, doing exactly what other people are doing. It does help. If you don't know what you're doing, just looking on Instagram and you know, seeing people doing the workout videos and stuff and what they're eating and it gives yeah. you an idea. So I think that is super helpful. It can, for yeah, it can definitely give you a frame of reference yeah. of like, okay, oh, this person's not eating dairy and they're yeah. not eating refined carbs. Right. Maybe I shouldn't eat those things. Right. Or, exactly. Like stuff like <laughs> even that. Even if it's not the right portions or something. Yeah. So stuff like that. So that is when I really started, um, I guess just taking things so much more seriously and just going ahead and doing my own research because before I had just had my coach and he would tell me what to do. I don't really know anything for myself. Mm-hmm. So I would just start picking people's brains and talking to other competitors, what they were doing. And again, on Instagram, starting to follow more and more people who are competing. And then I decided, and this didn't happen, but I took almost a year off and I decided, okay, I'm going to do the Excalibur. I think that's the show that you're doing. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do the Excalibur. Uh-huh. And this time I'm going to do open bikini. And I'm, I got first last time. So I'm going to get uh-huh. first this time. Like that's what was going through my mind. And I ended up having um, like some health issues and I shouldn't have done a prep. And I did anyways, and I thought that a crash diet would work again for the next show. And I did it without a coach this time because I couldn't afford it. And I got fourth in novice, and I didn't even place an open. I was actually in the first call out, and then I got moved to, like, the second call out. Gotcha. And that was the moment after that second show where, like, a fire was just lit under my butt because – it really gave me an appreciation for this sport and realizing these girls work so hard to get there and you put in the time and you do a long prep so that your body can, um, you can lose the body fat, you can maintain the muscle. Again, I just thought, oh, six weeks, I can get skinny in six weeks. That's literally what I thought. So I was Mm -hmm. doing the long, long, long fasted cardio sessions, not eating very much, probably like a thousand calories. And, um, that after that show and not placing, I was so devastated, but that's what made me realize if I want to be good at this, I need to put in some serious work Mm -hmm. and take this seriously and do as long as a prep. Because if I think that I can crash diet for six weeks and 
place like I want to, like I'm out of my mind because I did not put the work in that everyone else did. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That, that was the whole mind shift switch. Uh And that's when I started like cranking out these shows and doing like so much better. Dang. So that was Excalibur 2016 or 2016. 2016. Yeah. Okay. So about a year later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then June, that's when I started working with the coach that I am with now, Casey Garrison. He is so, so, so good. And I remember him looking at me before the Excalibur show and he, he was just like, Kasha, like you can do so much better than this. Like after this show, you're with me now we're going to get you where you need to be. And so we did a carb cycle approach going mm-hmm. into the next show and he put me on an actual strength program. And I never really followed a program before or knew how to properly build muscle with heavy compound lifts and things yeah. like that. And then he put me through a proper cutting phase and I did do a full 12 week prep and then I won first and open Yay. and I was so <laughs> happy. And then after that I was Wanted to go straight to nationals. Yeah. I went to Miami. Uh-huh. And... In 2017? 2017 Miami yeah. Nationals. And I did an 18-week prep for that one. And I got really, really, really lean. Yeah. You I looked was, great. I've I seen was, the pictures. I was super lean for Miami. Mm-hmm. I was probably 112 pounds. And how tall are you? I'm 5'4". Okay. No, 5'5". Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. I love my height. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I got seventh place in Miami and that was my first national mm-hmm. show. And there was probably 50, there's so 50 many girls, girls in Miami. Oh my yeah. gosh. I had no idea. I thought that Miami was a small show uh-huh. and probably like a week before someone was like, Oh no, Miami is like the Super Bowl of freaking bikini competitions. Yeah. What? Like everyone does Miami. It's the last show of the year. Yeah. So I was so overwhelmed for my first national show because there was not as many girls as there was at USA's as yeah. there was in Miami. But um, I think I did really well for being in front of Sandy for the awesome. first time. I mean, you looked beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, the I, looked great. I was in front of Sandy for the first time and they told me they wanted me to come in not so lean, fuller. Mm-hmm. My muscles were better than they had ever been. I actually had something underneath there Mm -hmm. because I finally got onto some type of lifting regimen. And then after that show, I knew exactly, I felt what I needed to do for the next season. So I actually strategically planned this season. I wanted to do a muscle contest show, get feedback from those judges, do a Mm -hmm. spectrum show. So Sandy could see me get feedback from her. And then after the spectrum show, get feedback from both sets of judges so I knew exactly what I needed to do going into USA's mm-hmm. and that was my game plan and I was I was focused and I told myself I was going to take like seven months off and I ended up only taking five or four mm-hmm. and that still I don't recommend anyone doing that because yeah. if you've noticed between these shows has really not ever been a substantial amount of time mm-hmm so, I mean, it worked out in my favor. Yeah. But I, I'm actually sure. going to take a full year off this time because my nice. body needs, needs it. it. I've done so many diets up and down the past few years and yeah. so many preps. And this prep was 22 and a half weeks. That was the longest one I'd ever it's done. a long time. Yeah. But yeah. I only, like I said, I took four months off. There was Miami between that 
and the June show was only three or four months off in between those. And then that was that 12 week prep between Excalibur was probably six months off, maybe. Mm -hmm. So there really hasn't been yeah. too much time off. Yeah. And I, I feel like I get really, when I'm into something, I'm into something. Mm -hmm. I get super OCD, super, I'm always thinking about the next thing. Like I said, like this crazy determination came out of me that mm -hmm. I had never seen before. And even just between shows, mm -hmm. I never fully like let go. Mm -hmm. When I started seeing that I was putting on size, I would feel uncomfortable because I still had that image in my mind of like being overweight and then I would want to cut down again. Mm -hmm. So I never took the full off season because I always wanted to be show shredded because yeah. in my mind, that's what was like giving me that gratification is getting awarded for yeah. it. Yeah. It's, like it's a that. skinny competition, it's a skinny right? Competition. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's very true. Mm -hmm. I think, um, the more I've, competed because I'm still new I, I probably started almost two years after after you mm -hmm. did I think the more I've done it the more I've realized like I want to do long off seasons yeah I feel like that's that's how you really give your chance or your body yes. a chance to make improvements yes if you don't do off seasons you just end up exhausted and yes. really run so down burnt out so burnt out I mean toward the end of this prep actually after Miami my fuse was just so I was done. I was mm -hmm. so done, but I wanted to go pro so bad and I just decided just to crank it out. Uh -huh. and, and then after this, you know, I had people asking me or, you know, go do your pro day. Yeah. And then I see yeah. other girls jumping right into it. And inside me, I wanted to do my pro debut, uh -huh. even though my fuse was, again, I was just yeah. like completely dry, no energy. It wasn't going to be what was good for my body and good for yeah. me in the long term. But if it was my way, I would have done it. I would have mm -hmm. screw it. I yeah. want to do this yeah. because I'm so competitive and I just always want to go on to the next thing. But my coaches advised me. They didn't necessarily want me to do the last prep that I did, but they were like, okay. They knew how bad I wanted it. Yeah. So they knew they were pushing it, but I wanted to do it anyways. I was mm -hmm. solidly convinced I needed this. So I, I did it, and then now after going to the doctors and getting my hormones, you know, mm -hmm. panel done, things like that, and me telling the doctor that I've never taken more than four to five months off between a season, and especially for women, like, our hormones are so important. Yeah. And if you don't take care of that, you're really going to cut yeah. your competing, you know, your career, career. Short, yeah. so short, and... I feel like there really is a high like turnover now. I don't know if you've noticed that, but people suffering from like Hashimoto's and stuff, which mm -hmm. is a really bad, you know, hyperthyroidism mm -hmm. and having all those hormone problems and then not being able to get the weight off anymore. And that really yeah. does happen from staying calorie restricted, from staying low bad fat for so long and not giving yourself the time off. Yeah. And so the logic with me, I'm like, Kasha, this is going to be so much better for you. Mm -hmm. If you want to stay competitive and you want to do this, this is what's going to be good for you. Yeah. So I had to just suck it up and 
and just enter this off yeah. season. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to enjoy life. You yes. get to kind of yes. like enjoy, enjoy this huge accomplishment. Yes. That- just happened yes. you're engaged and, and yeah, too so, this year, so I, yeah that, that was the goal give I yourself mean, some time to plan when you're yeah. not in you have car brain or you oh, don't have car brain and totally, totally. you can actually focus I'm on so things. excited to plan this wedding and I told myself because I obviously I didn't know I was gonna get engaged so I got engaged a few days before my first show of the season and we literally could not really celebrate it all for like uh-huh. 12 weeks after I got That's engaged. Crazy. I know, yeah. <laughs> which was so sad. And then I left yeah. for Sacramento. And uh-huh. so we like just got engaged. And a few days later, I was like, bye, John, <laughs> just left. Yeah. And he never really, we never really got to go do anything or celebrate together. So now, you know, everyone wants to take us out and whatever. Yeah. And that's so fun. And I just, I want to enjoy that. And I want to put, like I said, I like to put everything into whatever I'm doing. And now mm-hmm. that that's just put to rest for a little bit, even though I am still focused in like a reverse diet and building and whatnot, mm-hmm. I get to focus on the wedding and all the fun things that come with that. I'm so yeah. excited. Cake tasting. So, cake tasting. <laughs> I know. Like, yes. I get to do that in like two weeks. I'm so excited. That'll be amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm That's so awesome. excited. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, I think, I think you're definitely making a smart choice because a lot of us who compete, I think we all have this very strong inner desire and just determination type a personality whatever you want to call it we all have that if you're if you're really into it um and sometimes it's hard to to back off or to to take rest days to take an off season you get addicted to being lean yeah so addicted and then and it's not I don't I don't like when people put down the sport so I don't want to put down the sport but Mm -hmm. it is a type of body dysmorphia because you see yourself lean and then you have to start putting weight back on in an off season mm-hmm. and you start thinking that the lean was normal when actually like your off season is normal. Yeah. And yeah. you have to remember this is competition, you know, stage and this is, this is actually normal. Yeah. I should be used to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I should be used to having more weight on me and I shouldn't be used to like the I shouldn't. I shouldn't expect that I look I like shouldn't show day exactly. every day of my life. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I think we and so many girls just get caught up in that mm-hmm. and just getting addicted to being lean. And I, I'm just, I'm really happy. I'm taking the time off. I feel so good right now. Good. I'm like, I just, my hormones yeah. are back to normal. I'm just feeling yeah. like happy. I'm not tired. I'm not fatigued. I'm sleeping better. My focus is better. I'm lifting really heavy again. I have another plan. I'm just so excited i'm excited for this off season i was talking to my coach about it and we're he's excited to finally get to like really work with me mm-hmm. um in a long off season because we did so much in the short time that i did do a little bulk mm-hmm. and i mean even with that i was able to bring like such just my best i was so proud of that package that i brought to usa's so we're excited to see what we can do, you know, with triple that amount of time. Mm-hmm. That's super exciting. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> That's good. No, it's 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 really great that you're taking the time for yourself and you get to enjoy life mm-hmm. and, and do all of those things. Mm-hmm. So having, you know, this big accomplishment, and you said you mentioned time management yes. as being one of those things that you had to get better at. Yes. What what skills or what things have you done where you feel like these are the things that have set me apart or these are the skills or habits that I've implemented to become a successful competitor? Mm-hmm. Honestly, 
you can't really have too much balance when you want to be really, really good at something. When you look at top professional athletes of any sport, those people don't have balance. And I know that sucks to say, but it's really what I've learned as I've gotten better and better and better that when I am in those prep phases, I am fully focused on this Mm -hmm. and I'm doing everything every day to make sure that I'm getting done what I need to get done. So for me, writing everything out in a planner, literally every single thing that I have to do, when I'm going to do my cardio, have it all scheduled out Mm -hmm. so that I know exactly like every day is a regimen, every day is a routine. I think most girls know that Mm -hmm. and can implement that. And um, for me also, going out and things like that, I would occasionally, but for me, it's so out of sight, out of mind as far as drinking and eating and all that kind of stuff. So I really did realize that in order to be really good, my body needs to be rested and it needs to be at its best. And to do that, I just need to focus on what I was doing. And also this sounds weird, but I feel like I kind of stayed off social media a lot mm-hmm. more so than I have before, before I wanted to document like every part of my prep. I was really, um, I was really involved in documenting my Miami prep. Mm-hmm. And for me, this not comparing myself to other people and looking at what other people were doing yeah. and things like that helped me a lot. Yeah. It helped me so much because a lot of this is mental too. Yeah. And we're our own worst enemy and we can hurt ourselves yeah. way before anything else. Totally. And I think that's really staying off social media and just having my privacy and not comparing myself and not constantly thinking about what anyone else is doing. I didn't Instagram creep on any girl that was competing at USA's. I literally had no clue who was going to be there. Not that's clue. smart. That's really, really I didn't smart. Know. I had no idea. Didn't know who was going to be at Sacramento. Didn't know who was going to be at Muscle Contest. I Before, I would just go crazy, like, looking at who my competition was and thinking, oh, now I need to work on this because they have, you know, you know great shoulders yeah. or they have this or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was just so caught up in what everyone else is doing that I saw I was just slacking on what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And somehow that translated over for me and this time around – and I just completely, I was just not on my phone, just not mm-hmm. on social media. I just didn't want to see it. I actually, un, I don't know if I unfollowed Muscle Contest and like all the feeds that would like show other competitors oh, and stuff. Yeah. I just didn't like follow anything and followed, even if it was girls that I really liked following, I <laughs> would just unfollow because I'm like, I don't need it. I don't need to see it. I don't need that mental, you know. Just, you don't need I, to play that head game. I don't need to play the head game. Yeah. And I'm, I definitely get in my head. Some people don't, and that's fine. But for mm-hmm. me, I totally do. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't need to see any of it. And it has nothing to do with anyone or anything. I just didn't want I didn't want to, that to get the best of me. Yeah. So I wanted yeah. to get out there that's and really just smart. feel like I was the only person there. That's mm-hmm. literally how I felt. Like, that sounds so weird. But I wanted to go out there, and this is just me. I'm the uh-huh. only person here. And I just felt so at peace the whole, every show day. So yeah. at peace. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. And then that's a great tip too, because I started my prep last week. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to shift my mindset mm-hmm. too, 
and yeah. get myself really ramped up. Because yeah. I think I was, I consider myself still very dedicated in mm-hmm. this past off season. Like I'm not a big drinker. I'm kind yeah. of a grandma as yeah. is. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't not skipping workouts, not skipping cardio, yeah. being mindful of what I was yeah. eating. Um, and you killed your off season. You killed your off season. Yeah. And, and to be honest, like, I feel like I probably could have done it longer too. Like I think, yeah. Um, you next, can always do longer. You, you know can always I mean? do longer. For me, the challenge is definitely, it's just going to take time because I'm right. like almost six feet tall. Right. I have, you know, You're orangutan, I have orangutan arms to fill out. Yeah. It's going to take me a while right. to build a physique that doesn't look shrimpy next right. to more petite girls. And right. that's just, that's just a, you yeah. know, fact. But I'm trying to get my head, you know, yeah. kind of laser focused. And so one of the things I've been thinking about yeah. is what should I do to get myself ready for prep like in general I'm kind of thinking you know be happy being a homebody yes don't agree to stuff just because you feel like you should do it yes on your that was another thing is also don't spread yourself too thin I was listening to another one of your podcasts like you Uh need to be really picky choosy what Uh is really important and what you can say no to what you don't really need to do so that, that does mean missing out on things and that does suck but it's nice that all my girlfriends you know they've seen me go Mm -hmm. through this whole thing and Mm -hmm. they love it. They're super proud of me and they support me and they understand when I'm in prep mode and don't go out all the time, but I do show up to things and I'll stay for a little bit and leave and it is what it is. But you know, if you want to be competitive at anything, it's just Mm -hmm. what you have to do. It's time sacrifice, it's money, it's all those things. And I did that for a really long time because I wanted this so bad. Yeah. And you know, and I it paid it's, off. You thank know? you, but yeah. you're, you're totally right. Like yeah. you have to be so picky and choosy about what you do because it's it's a selfish time period. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think my last prep, so I competed last fall, mm-hmm. um, and I was living in a more expensive apartment. Yeah. So I was living in this really nice place that was close to work, yeah. and I had gone through a breakup, mm-hmm. and so I just went, moved to this place that was probably a little bit more than I should have been paying. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was just excited and it helped me make that transition a little easier. And so I was working a ton Mm -hmm. and I realized now I look back and I'm like, I was spread so thin. So now I'm kind of excited just to, you know, stay home and relax. And like on the weekends, put my feet up, you know, make sure my meal prep is done right and and relax. But I think your point about social media, Mm -hmm. it's toxic. It can be toxic. Yes. Um, it's a great tool and it does connect people, but I also think it, your confidence, like the way yes. you think about yourself as a competitor, yes. it can totally change those things. And the days where I'm feeling at my lowest about myself or yeah. as a competitor, yeah. I will sometimes I've learned to ask this question, why am I feeling so shitty or why am I feeling yeah. like really low self-esteem today? Yeah. And I realized, oh, I just spent a ton of time on Instagram looking at fitness models and other girls. And now I feel like I've been mentally comparing myself. And now I feel bad. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but it's good that you have, like, the wisdom to know that. Because, I mean, until now, until the last prep, Mm -hmm. that really I was just so – I would get so anxious and so worked up. I'm not good enough, Uh whatever, just comparing myself. She has better this. I don't have this. Mm-hmm. And it's not what they're, what anyone else is doing does not change what you are doing. Yeah. It's not change a thing. Yeah. So you just it, need to focus on yourself for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, because really you show up on show day and the work's done. The work is done. The work is done. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about it at yeah. that point, pretty yeah. much. And I did, I think, through all the shows I've done, I really didn't realize um, until after Excalibur, because Excalibur, I also got a really crappy suit, mm -hmm. um, got my makeup done by someone who does wedding makeup and not competition makeup, so my face was too toned for my body, oh, my gosh. tan was super bad just the package was there yeah so yeah. I didn't realize that you get judged on that I literally uh -huh. had no clue I was like oh it doesn't matter they're just looking at my physique but they're uh -huh. not they're looking at a full package so you have uh -huh. to remember and I'm helping train a girl right now for her first show Yay. I know oh, it's, it's awesome. yeah I know it's super fun uh -huh. um and I keep telling her stop comparing what I would do is I would compare body parts oh, this girl has great shoulders, this girl has better glutes. They're looking for a full package. Mm -hmm. And I also realized that going through this season is it's not necessarily who's got better what, who's the leanest, who's the full, who's whatever. They're looking for the most well-balanced package, the best symmetry. And, and presentation. Presentation. Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, this is a type of pageant. It mm -hmm. is. They're looking for a full package, not yeah. necessarily the most the skinniest or the most shredded or the one that has the biggest muscles. It's really not about that. And so I keep telling her, you know, we're, we're working on a full package. We're not trying to, you know, pick apart your body like that. Mm -hmm. So that helped me a lot too this season is just realizing, you know, doesn't matter if she's got, you know, better arms than me or better legs than mm -hmm. me. Like, I'm focused on my full package. How am I going to present my full package? Yeah. 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 Because even then, during even a, you know, 12 or an 18-week prep, there's only so much you can do to yeah, work on right. a body part. You right. know, maybe you can right. spend a little more time on it, but real change in that in a certain area your arms your legs whatever it's gonna take time oh, so yeah. glutes, you you can't oh necessarily gosh. accomplish it <laughs> in a 12-week prep yeah my my glutes literally took up until I feel like my last show for me to be super happy with them so if anyone is curious how long it takes to grow substantial glutes I would mm -hmm. say about three years <laughs> because that's how long it took me to grow my glutes how yeah. they are now but it's amazing once you see that change happen like yes I, I always had... <laughs> hated my back pose pictures and I was finally yes I was so pumped when I saw my You're back like, look pose. at that yeah that's me I know. <laughs> seriously yeah no I will say I will completely self-diagnose myself with um you know former white girl booty yeah like my whole life it was just like straight yes. up and down in the back like very square I literally only had no quads. shape yeah yeah, I don't even think I had quads. Like I'm just, I was just lanky. I was just lanky on quads. So yeah. I'm like, well, I had great. Yeah, great. <laughs> I had no hamstrings and no butt, just quads. Yeah. So I bring down the quads and grow the glutes and hamstrings. Mm -hmm. Do you have so. any any favorite exercises you've done or that you do for your glutes? Hip thrusts. Hip thrusts. Hip thrusts your life away. Uh huh. I started hip thrusting like two years ago, and I could barely put up. 225s on the side mm -hmm. I something I'd never done before I thought just squatting was just the thing that grows your glutes that's mm -hmm. what I thought but squatting does activate your glutes but it's you know it trains a lot of other stuff quads. Yeah, yeah it's not an isolated exercise so I would do some kickbacks and some squats and then my coach who I'm with now taught me a hip thrust and I remember him being so embarrassed that I couldn't even put up the 25s on the side because 
he's he's a world record holding strong man. He trains a whole uh-huh. bunch of pro athletes, pro baseball players, you know, pro whatever. And uh-huh. then here's me, super weak, like bikini girl. And uh-huh. I was the first bikini girl that he had. And he's super proud that he took me pro. But it's been a, a process. And uh-huh. now just last week, I was hip thrusting like 406. Oh, so, dang, girl. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's four plates on each side. Dang. So okay. Yeah. 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 No, okay. Need, I got to step it up. <laughs> yeah. Hip thrust, hip thrust, hip thrust. Yeah. And mix it up. Do like a heavy day. Do super lightweight with a band. You want to like hit that from all angles. So mm-hmm. that has just made a huge mm-hmm. improvement in my glutes for nice. sure. Yeah. That's, how many, I uh, swear by it. <laughs> how many times a week are you training glutes? Three times a week. Three times. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It's any problem area. I recommend training three times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So well, I'll definitely have to step it up. I think I got <laughs> as high as a, I was doing like 225 for reps mm-hmm. for part of this off season, but mm-hmm. that's great. Great to mm-hmm. know. I always like to hear but, what different but girls But really do. though, I, you need to just do it to where you feel it because you will, yeah. if you have volume and you feel it and you're really focusing on the mind and muscle connection, you are going to grow your glutes just as much as let's say me who's doing six reps of 405. Mm-hmm. You really are. As long yeah. as you're burning up the muscle group, yeah. you're fine. However, I don't know why I really like doing heavy, heavy hip thrusts. Yeah. It's just, it's really the one thing that I like to lift extremely heavy. Mm-hmm. Don't know why I can't lift that heavy anything else, but yeah, yeah. I as long as you have mind and muscle connection and you can burn out the muscle group, however you do it, whether it's high volume or a heavier weight and shorter, lower reps, you're still gonna build the same as someone who's doing something different. Mm-hmm. So whatever works for you, really. Some girls don't lift heavy at all. There's yeah. plenty of pros that don't lift heavy at all. Yeah, do so, a lot of lightweight. Yeah. But the hip thrust is a good one because you can, it's a kind of a safe lift. Like if you fail yeah. on it, all yeah. you do is you just sit on the floor and right. the, the bar oh, stays totally. there. You can do it without a buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You spotter. Yeah. That's, that's a, that is mm-hmm. a good one. Well, maybe I'll do, I'm doing legs tomorrow. So maybe I'll have to yes. <laughs> take, take some inspo and go, go do hip thrust yes. tomorrow morning. And even if you do them on like the, the Smith machine, that helps too. Because some people feel like they're, they feel like their quads more and more, their hamstrings are doing mm-hmm. more of the work doesn't necessarily mean you're not working your glutes, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Smith machine, sometimes I'll do it on there. It keeps you just in the right okay. line and like um, gotcha. the right like angle, I guess. Okay. You lay on a so, bench and then uh, put, the, like put, put the, the bar put on the your bench lap. Up, put the bar on the lap and it really just helps you keep up and down. So like your knees aren't, you know, bending in and things yeah. like that. You don't feel like you're using your quads, yeah. things like that. So I like to do them sometimes. Um, have you ever used a slingshot? Yeah. I like mm-hmm. to do the hip thrust with the slingshot around yeah. the knees because mm-hmm. that'll keep me from yeah. wanting to like collapse a yes. little. Yes, yes, Yeah, adds the extra extra little burn. Yeah, I like, what I say is I like to like dig my heels into the ground, like almost lift my toes up. Mm-hmm. Really with anything that I do with glutes, I like, really like to dig my heels into the ground. That's super smart. Yeah, yeah. and I always tell girls, um, I used to run um, like a booty boot camp on Sundays mm-hmm. And I would have all my girls, I told them, like, you need to almost be bringing your toes up a little bit. Like, as you're doing the movement, just really feel it in your heels and think about lifting up your toes. Your toes don't necessarily have to be lifted up. Sometimes I do lift them up, but when I'm just digging into, like, the ground in my heels, I really feel it in my glutes. Yeah. For, like, every glute movement. For yeah. There's a connection between your, mm-hmm. your heel and your glute, so mm-hmm. that's really, that's a smart, yeah. that's a good tip. Yeah, I just yeah. imagine, just pretend like your toes are almost coming up off the ground. I do that with, like, everything. 
I do it with squats. I pretend like even though your toes won't come up off the ground because you yeah. have so much weight on your back, if you try and like think like you're lifting your toes up, it you'll feel it so much more in your glutes. And I'm doing RDLs. Try and bring your toes up. Mm-hmm. And that's how I have activated, I feel like, glutes a lot more doing yeah, it that way. That's yeah. really smart. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> It's always good. It's always good to get other people's yeah, perspective. Yeah, I love to. Doing. I love to hear what everyone's doing with their training. Yeah, 